What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkin? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Oh my god, hi, you're here. Did you bring the manholes full of models? Uh, no, I forgot that at home, but I did bring a yellow dumpster dress. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot my dumpster dress at home. We're such twins. <laughs> Anyhow, welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Celebrity Book Club. I am Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabelle Ayortega, and we're two authors delving into the wacky world of celebrity pen fiction. Woo! Oh, wonderful. Oh, it's so good to be back. And, uh... Newsflash, everyone at home, we have a brand new book club member with us today, Dorothy from... Dorothy, where are you from? Uh, I met Eunice at a town hall meeting. I'm sorry, are we allowed to be in here? Allowed to be in here? Okay, don't change the subject, okay? Dorothy, what did you bring? We always bring something. What did you bring? I didn't know I needed to bring anything. Uh, okay, well, it's a book club. You yeah. obviously bring us wine. Oh, God. It's so embarrassing. My gosh. I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't... I'm so sorry. Okay, enough, enough. Anyways, dear listeners, we found Dorothy uh, when she barged in on us like a crazy lady like a moment ago uh, and tried to hang up her, her coat on Clarabelle. Uh, anyhow, today is her first day at book club, so um, we're just going to move right along and just bring her into a warm welcome. Welcome to the Celebrity Book Club, Dorothy. Isn't the book club downstairs? I still don't understand why we're in a closet. Shut up. They're boring. We're the real book club, and we don't even really know who they are, to be honest. Yeah, shut up. Uh, Unless you want to read, like, I don't know, Moby Dick. Um, Our book club is far superior, and our book selections far more relevant. Yeah, shut up. We're actually reading the best, worst book in the world, Model Land by Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Like... America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks. How is this real? Oh my god, that's what we said too. Oh my god, see, Dorothy, Dorothy gets it. So we're so glad you're here, Big D, but listen, we have already <laughs> slogged through like a lot of this book. We're 13 chapters in, and honestly, <gasps> oh, yeah. it would be a lot easier for us to tell you what's happened so far. Oh my god, I love that idea. That is perfect, Clarabelle. Okay, all right, from the top. Previously on chapters 1 through 13 of model land okay so the book starts with a prologue and uh the prologue is a short and it's like this expansive introduction to the world of model land and in a way like the nation of metopia and this omnipresent narrator uh addresses us the reader right and um about our own desire to go to this mystical place called, <laughs> called model land and things we know about model land it's um it's uh swathed in fog it um sometimes the fog lifts like a <laughs> bra uh it's a giant golden eye on top and and sometimes if you look at it you can hear giggling <laughs> it's it's your giggle um, that's what you hear you must- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's me being like <laughs> it's my like baritone SpongeBob laugh <laughs> ringing across Metopia. <laughs> um, and um, in, in in order, so you have to you go to this land. You're so good about baritone so funny. SpongeBob laugh. I could just tell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Um, so that's not real, Dorothy. I'm just being <laughs> funny. So anyhow, you have to, the rest of this is real though. You you have to go to the land to become one of the the world's only. <laughs> famous people um 
which are called sevens, which is spelled with the, the numeral seven. It's and so the funny because seven. we say that every um, single time we say it because it's so bad. <laughs> we want to make sure you never forget <laughs> that it's seven spelled with the number seven yeah. and then the full word seven. Yes. Yeah. It's it's really important. And there's a lot of that. I mean, wow, that we could have a whole like um, index of terms. Maybe we should do that. Oh, my God. Would that be handy, Dorothy? I mean, whatever. Don't interrupt me. I'm sort of on my show. But like, I think that would be kind of a good thing to like give to our listeners, right? Like, here's all of the terms that like we've been telling you and you've had to imagine. I don't know. Like, think on that. Noodle on that, Clarabelle. Let me know what you think. But um, anyhow, back to the prologue. So... In order to, to be selected to go to Model Land, you have to, to um, participate in this thing called the, the Day of Discovery, where um, you are discovered and brought, swept up to, to the mystical world of Mod, uh, Model Land. And um, if you find something called a smize, which is this like device, uh, and you wear it during the Day of Discovery, it highly increases your chance. Uh, however, however, no prologue, prologue is complete without peril. Um, so we learn about this too from the, the narrator. Some girls... Who don't get selected they succumb to a form of plague known no. as the pilgrim plague uh and it's like yeah it's like this like crazy longing that they that they are overcome by uh and they try to walk <laughs> to model land uh which is kind of ironic because like the day of discovery is like you know you're walking <laughs> anyhow they walk to model land and die somewhere between like wherever they're from and like the foot <laughs> of the mountain um and there's also these rumors these like dark rumors about like inhumane practices at model land um involve involving like human sacrifices and, like, rituals and, like, bloodbaths, like, literal baths full of blood. Um, and uh, despite all of this, all the girls all across the world want to go to Model Land except one, Tookie de la Creme. And that's Yes, the insert not like other girls theme jingle right now. Yeah. <laughs> um... like literally added in i know i know you were yeah i am (laughs) that was a note to myself (laughs) (laughs) that was a bop oh my god live in concert claribel with (laughs) like other girls not like other girls so chapter one has a deranged title like many of them do (laughs) (laughs) it's t Big space O, big space O, little space K E. Tookie. So our narrator introduces us to Tookie de la Creme, who is the book's protagonist, um, who uh, is remarkably ugly and like incredibly unusual looking, um, but simultaneously like so unremarkable as to be like very easy to forget to the point that like it's her whole identity is to like be a forget it girl which is like another term in the book another tookieism anyhow just like a quick rundown of like tookie's body (laughs) (laughs) she has a like top to bottom she has like a huge forehead really unmanageable hair which she dissolves she describes with like sort of problematic language around mental health A, a, a weak chin a hunched back a gawky body um two mismatched eyes and her her arms end in baby fingers no um yeah, <laughs> which she, uh, when we find her, she's using to like, she's licking whipped cream off of them like sensually. Anyhow, Tookie attends a school in this place called Peppertown, and uh, it's a district of uh, Metopia. They make accessories. There's like a lot of factories there. And Tookie likes to skip class and roll around on the floor writing in her journal, which is, I think, highly relatable. She calls her journal T-Mail Jail. Um, it's full of like many different languages, and it's actually most, most of what she writes in it are letters to her friend Lizzie. <laughs> Who, who has gone missing. So she's writing to her friend who has gone missing, not trying to find said friend, just sort of like, you know, writing down all the things that she wants to tell Lizzie when Lizzie gets back. So, Which is 
useless <laughs> to Lizzie <laughs> specifically. <laughs> really? Yeah. So Lizzie's gone nowhere, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to Tookie, at least. It doesn't matter to us. Um, while we, when we like first meet Tookie, she's testing the limits of her forgettability by staging a protest in her school hallway, which involves laying on the floor and seeing if like anyone steps on her and like no one does. Um, and she she mentions smizes again and how like a few of them have been found and so she's thinking about the day of discovery but like she's not that into it because she's not like other girls you mm-hmm. have to remember that we do meet other girls though just so you know just to like give you a point of comparison so a few other characters enter the fray there's miracle who is Tookie's very beautiful uh, but like cartoonishly dumb little sister there's Zarpesa who is Tookie's very beautiful but cartoonishly vapid <laughs> classmate um, and sort of like mm-hmm. a makeshift rival. And then there's Theodophilus Lovelaces. Lovelaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovelaces, who's Tookie's very beautiful, uh, but cartoonishly <laughs> aloof crush, who's, of course, dating Sarpesa. And mm-hmm. oh my God, wait, Clarabelle. When I was reviewing this, like, just now, um, the song that Miracle sings, you remember? I don't know if you remember this, but she walks onto the set of, like, the story and she goes, you are not my yeah. DNA. And I was like, <gasps> she knew. She must have known about like what happens later. I don't know. Let's put this. This I'm talking about the toothbrush. I don't know. If, oh I don't know my if you're gosh! Wait. Yeah. So I, we'll get to oh that in like a little bit. But like, mind blown. I just like I'm just I'm putting this. Yeah, I'm just putting this. Maybe Tara's like a secret genius. Who knows? Maybe there is like a little bit of like sprinkle. It's actually. Never mind. We're not going to give too much credit. We're <laughs> yeah. Do yet. Don't make me yell um, at you. <laughs> yeah, you're going to slap me down. Um. So. Theo enters, remember the crush, he has a pin on his jacket, says vote for love, falls off, bounces through the school, Tookie races after it, and reaches into a a pile of stinking acidic garbage to recover it, Um, and when she does, the the pin has, like, dissolved a little bit, and now says Tookie on it, her name, and she, she thinks this is sort of, like, significant. Now, chapter two, Exodus. So, uh, Tookie... Treats herself to a little picnic of food in her uh, her locker, which is in a dumbwaiter. And then through glimpses at newspapers and gossip, uh, we learn more, like, expository information about the world, which includes... Oh, my God. Um, I forgot about the Baroness. The and, uh, yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, and two smizes have already been found. And also there's someone named Ciel who, uh, who is missing. She's the most uh, famous seven or Intoxabella. And I'm actually still not sure of like the interplay between those two terms, but she's a really famous model and she went missing recently. Model Land, also briefly, the mountain that's like in the background, um, gives like a little like peep show, like flashes boob for a second and then like goes boob. away. But it's enough to like excite all the people of Utopia. And then <laughs> this was so crazy to read about even a second time. Tookie walks to a tree <laughs> in the middle of like this like industrial complex and is like, This is Lizzie's tree. Lizzie's missing. So I just you know, I'm going to look for her at her house. And Lizzie's actually home. <laughs> she's, she's actually right where you would imagine Lizzie is. Immediately <laughs> diffused any tension of a missing friend, which is a theme of Model Land. Like, setting up a plot point and, com- like, immediately yeah. dissolving it. <laughs> yes, right. And maybe Tookie didn't need to be worried because she knew that actually Lizzie was going to be right where she thought she was. But they uh, they greet each other with a... Uh, a greeting which um, Clarabelle, you and I have now adopted. And so, Dorothy, you're going to have to learn this. Um, so pay, pay attention. You have to lift your arms up and sniff your armpits. And then you say, um, what's up, hot yes. queen? I'm going to pass, actually. They, like, love this. They think it's really funny and iconic. And then they treat themselves to an afternoon of watching Zarpesa dumpster <laughs> dive. Horrible. While they're doing this. 
<laughs> it is horrible. Somehow the, I forget like what happens, but like, oh, Lizzie like shifts into this like paranoid trauma mm-hmm. episode. She's in a hospital gown, I should have mentioned. And like, it's clear that she's like escaped from like, a, it's called the melancholy ward at like the Shavera, like public institute of health or something i forget um she has like these like flashbacks to being tortured she mentions a character named robin and um and then she she begs tookie to run away with her because they've got this whole plan called exodus the the chapter title but tookie's like i don't know (laughs) i don't want to do that and so lizzie self-harms with some rocks and tookie walks home yeah that's like that's truly what happened that is that is pretty much it you 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 got it down dorothy i hope you're following uh, I'm gonna go. You can't leave. Yeah, this is good. There's gonna be a quiz on this later. <laughs> stop it, stop it. Sit down. Um, <laughs> so, Tookie, uh, so chapter three, Data, Tookie returns home to her um, ramshackle mansion and we meet her family. Uh, Creamy, awful mother who's like super hot, like super, super like nice body, but like hag face. And uh, she also seems to suffer from some form of like undiagnosed OCD. But like, a, again, like cartoonish OCD. She's really nasty to Tookie. She seems to value her eldest daughter for uh, for only one reason. <laughs> um, do you remember what that reason is? Her baby is? fingers. <laughs> are the bane and of what are our the baby, existence. What are the baby fingers left Extract her do? Do you remember? jerkins from her jar. <laughs> I said it your way. I said jerkins. It's gherkins. <laughs> it's gherkins i still don't know the difference <laughs> um yeah so tookie is picking picking pickles out of jars um chris shows up her dad chris chris krim Krabat, a former uh circus performer who now has one eye and um can no longer work and then miracle shows up with her gay friend <laughs> brian quincy <laughs> Um, the family argues a lot. I couldn't even make sense of this a second read through. They're like arguing about all sorts of things. And somehow like the argument comes to like a stalemate in which Chris, Tookie's dad, challenges Creamy to drink, to drink a cup of tea. And I don't know why. I, I completely don't know why. Um, I forget. Tookie goes to the, the faucet though to like make tea and out of the faucet <laughs> comes a smize. I wish I could make this make sense, but that's, that's it. That's the whole chapter. Um, oh, I should mention there also one other detail. So you had forgotten the Baroness. So had I. Um, the reason the family is in the Ramshackle Mansion is because they lost their fortune to this Baroness um, in a, um, the book has like a term for it, but a Ponzi scheme, basically. Like they gave all their money to this person who then like ran with it. So that's why they're like down on their luck and like arguing about like tea it's, and things. It's so uh, funny anyhow. because we, like, it feels like not much has happened. Like, like, this is the first like consequential thing that happened the smize but yes. we're already almost at the 50 yeah. page mark in the book by this time it's just so <laughs> dense with description yeah. that the plot is lost uh but just to give everyone an idea of pacing yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you're listening to this and dorothy i don't know if you write books if you do don't like tell us about it now because we're a little busy but um i write fan fiction for this book called beyond the ruby veil actually if you do write books typically the plot begins with an, an inciting incident something that happens that disrupts the norm mm-hmm. right like that's what yeah. say right like most books sort of like that's where like the plot begins and I don't know. I mean, would you call this the? Yes, I would. Incident? I don't. What else could it be? Because if the main plot of the book is I mean, Tookie going to Model Land, then the inciting incident would yeah. be her finding the smize. Even though they were still going to go to the Day of Discovery in the first place, but now the chances of them uh, b- 
being picked and her finding it gives you that sort of like, well, maybe it can still be Tookie because she mm. found it, right? Like maybe somehow right. there's going to be some sort of twist. So I think that right. this should have honestly been chapter one or two. <laughs> yeah, it should have been the, it should have been the end of end of chapter one or like, yeah, chapter two. I agree. I'm with you on that. Anyhow, they... So chapter four begins, 91% chance, and they immediately snatch the smize out of, of like, Tookie's hand and, and give it to, to Miracle, because it's not for Tookie, even though she found it, it's for Miracle. And they, they sort of are investing all of their, their hopes and dreams in um, Miracle being selected for uh, for Model Land. The smize <laughs> then gives a speech. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's right. It, it's, it's, it is actually the whole chapter. As it turns out, all of chapter four is like this long speech with like like interludes where the characters like bicker and are like we're gonna be rich and like creamy's like christopher you're gonna spend money on tater mash booze and i don't know shit like that but anyhow the the important things that the smize says so first of all it self-identifies as the seventh smize its pronouns are seventh smize it raises the wearer's chance of being discovered by 91 percent um it has like other rules too like you have to pair it with something complimentary. Um, it can only be worn during, like, T-Dod itself. You can't tell anyone that you have it, even though we've seen people on TV talking about how they have smizes. Uh, and if you break any of these rules, like, there are side effects, including being literally <laughs> uh, brutalized by um, the fashion police. Horrible. <laughs> so, by the rules of, yeah, <laughs> by the rules of this world, there's a police force, they are... Brutal um, to people who uh, break rules, especially rules dictated by a um, floating, like, smize thing. Um, I also don't, I still don't know what this thing looks like. We sort of gather it's like the thing Yeah, cover, it's like a I think. papery, okay. feathery thing that sucks onto your face. And it's heavy, but it's also super thin. It makes no sense. Yeah. And it's trembling and it's like every shade of yellow. So they snatch it out of her hand. They're like, Tookie, not for you. This is gonna, this is for Miracle. Oh God, chapter five, which I didn't write the title down, but I remember is smacking into mirrors. Um, so (laughs) Tookie, Tookie upset that, I actually, uh, upset's a strong word for Tookie. She's never really upset about anything, but like Tookie's like, oh man, they took the smize from me. And she like goes (laughs) into her room, which is like covered in garbage (laughs) and... Uh, miracles things and she like takes all of miracles bras off of her bed and like is moping basically um about something oh theo she's moping Mm -hmm. about theo uh she's envisioning kissing him even though she knows damn well that him and zarpesa are monogamous but no she's like kind of breaking in on that in her in this like fantasy of hers a reverie if you will (laughs) um and miracle <laughs> ad for reverie. Dorothy, did you buy reverie? You better um, have. Don't tell us, but you better have it. I did. <laughs> Don't tell us, but if you did, yeah, thank you. Um, so, miracle like basically finds Tookie making out with a miracle. Uh, oh my god, a mirror. Uh, mocks her for never having kissed anyone, implying that Miracle has probably kissed lots of people. A little bit weird, but but they don't really dwell on this. Then Tookie goes to sleep and wakes up in... I'm rereading this. It was just as crazy. She's She wakes up in, in a, in a um, shivering icy wind. So uh, you're like, oh, she's outside, but actually she's just in the hall. <laughs> and... Um, she's like sleepwalking apparently in like the icy winds of her own house, and uh, she comes upon herself. Uh, or, no, oh my God, what? Upon herself. She comes upon. <laughs> Ew. Okay, Disgusting. Shakespeare. <laughs> she, 
she, oh God, she's in the hallway and she comes upon her uh, living room, I guess. And within that, her dad's doing handstands uh, in the living room in the middle of the night, um, drunkenly. He's also drunk. He's like incredibly drunk doing like gymnastics, um, which I've actually <laughs> done before. So this felt a little real to me. This felt like representation on the page for me, like out of work gymnast slash like circus freak does handstands for attention while drunk. Um, anyhow, he's like, ah, oh, remember the, the good old days when you were like a little girl and like used to spot me and Toki's like, yeah, I do remember that daddy. Um, he's like, well, spot me one last time, daughter. And Toki sort of like goes into this like flashback of how her dad lost his eye. And I forget the particulars, but basically he, back when he was like a big circus act, he was on a high wire, um, and creamy in the audience cookie's mom was applying like wrinkle redux cream and the mirror flashed and uh blinded her husband up in the high wire and he fell all the way from the high wire but but landed and, and was totally fine <laughs> that actually is not how he lost his eye he he then stands up um to everyone like applauding him thinking that like that was the act like way to go christopher um and he bows impaling his face on a sword that's, like, just sticking up out of the ground. <laughs> and he, that's how he pokes out his eye. And it's this, like, horrible, gory scene. And, um... And Creamy is, like, not a word, Toki. Um, and I think that... I don't remember... I don't think this is in the text. I think that... I think that... I think that Creamy blamed it on Toki. I think that that's what happened. I actually don't know if that's got said by We Tyra, mentioned that in the episode happened. where we talked about this that that maybe that's the reason why chris like why chris hates creamy so much and why um i mean why chris hates tookie so much and why creamy sort of like keeps her manipulated because like she doesn't want her to talk about the secret Mm -hmm. that it was really actually her um but that would make a lot of sense so it's probably not true so so yeah, so by the lo- like by the variable of Modeland, it can be disproven. Anyhow, while Lake Tookie's thinking about this, her dad falls out of his handstand and like hurts himself and um, blames Tookie for for basically not mm. being attentive enough. And he says to her, for "Just go for all of us." Dram- yeah, which dramatic, a notable phrase, super dramatic. Oh my god, the whole family's so dramatic. Speaking of drama, chapter six. Oh my god, wait, the title of this is that's, so crazy. That's the Hold really on. long I didn't write one because it it's like a. It's- it's okay. It's stunning, statuesque, strobotronic stars with stupefying stratospheric struts. This chapter is creamy, tookie, and miracle at the mall in Ladorno, which is like the shopping, like the expensive shopping district, looking for a dress for miracle, which is like very last minute. The day of discovery is literally tomorrow, and they're like looking for a dress right now. Although I guess they like only recently got the smile, so they basically have to like pick out something for uh, miracle to wear, and they go with something vintage. Um, despite Tookie's, like, unspoken reservation that her mother would never want her daughter dressed in anything, like, vintage. Um, anyhow, they find a dress. Also, it's very loud. Also, there's, like, people washing windows that are, like, screaming. While in the parking lot, a hobo named Wingtip, that's how he's described, is, uh, is just, he, like, comes out of the woodwork and he talks to Tookie, despite her being so forgettable. Um, and he ends up being a constant in her life, right? Like, she walks home from school every day and, like, talks with him. So they've had, like, all these conversations. And so she knows exactly who this person is. And he he basically is, like, a sympathetic ear for Tookie. But the, the conversation is interrupted first by Creamy, who's like, do not make eye contact with the demented. A quote. Uh, not my words, hers. Uh, and then, and then, before the conversation can resume, 
all the eyes in uh, Metopia turn to Modeland, the mountain. And this is like, it, this was insane to read. It's even like harder to summarize. But basically, like, very suddenly, there's like all of these golden clouds. Suddenly, the mountain is covered in like first blue fire and then like thousands of birds that form a giant winking eye and then like um blue smoke spells out model land and uh basically it's like a presentation it's like a powerpoint presentation broadcasted via mountain volcano uh and all the people in metopia stop to to watch the like fire slash birds slash like eyes slash smoke and the belladonna appears she's like the like the grand dame of model land and she takes the microphone and she starts to introduce the Intoxibellas, which are, oh god, Clarabelle, do you remember, like, I guess they're like a subset of the Sevens? They're like the graduating class from Model Land for that year? It's very year. confusing, because later we find out that the Model Land students are called Bellas. So, I'm guessing Bellas are students, Sevens are graduates, and Intoxibellas are just the ones that stand out amongst the graduating class? Because this, because I Okay. Scouts are technically also sevens, right? Or they, are they... Oh my god, yes. I, okay, I think sevens is anybody that graduates from Model Land. I think Intoxibellas are the current graduated The fact that this is so hard to figure Model out Land. is not a good sign. Okay, Dorothy, yeah. take notes. Yeah. I can't take notes. It's, like, really dark. <laughs> yeah. Um... Either way, like, to be an Intoxibella is, like, a position of prestige even at Model Land. It's basically, like, <laughs> of all the Bellas at Model Land, like, the Bella Cum Loud is basically, like, the Intoxibella squad. And they all have magical belts called, um, Centura. Cin- Centuras, which means waist in Spanish, Cintura. It basically, the belt helps them focus their innate magical powers. Also, people in this world have magic. So, we shift genres a little bit. Um, a really quick, uh, recap of the seven... Uh, and Clarabelle sort of did a bunch of investigation, and so if you if you want to repeat, those, I don't remember. Free, I only but, remember um, <laughs> a few of and Bev <laughs> Joe. Yeah, that's who I remember. Probably those are the only ones. And Lee Mora, which is very obvious. But if you really want to know, you can listen to that episode. <laughs> Truly, yeah, it's all there in greater detail. There's Evangelinda, who's a chameleon. Um, she can change her appearance. There's Simone powers multiplicity she can multiply herself there's bevjo powers 30 never so when she turns 29 she actually turns 17 until she dies um (laughs) yep uh limora her powers excite to buy which basically means she can brainwash people into spending money on useless shit there's sindisi and her power is the word seduction but misspelled she can seduce people uh there's katucha who has um, a power called Sixth Sensa, and which means all of her senses are amplified, and she has a sixth one, which um, helps her like anticipate fashion trends. Um, and last but not least, is Exodus, whose power is teleportailing, which means she can like teleport and cause earthquakes and fly into the air. Um, and briefly, she teleports right next to Tookie and says, hello, what's your name? And Tookie says, I don't think Tookie even responds, um, but Exodus mm-hmm. then flies back to the mountain. Um, notably, there's... Uh, the Belladonna notes, there's no triple seven, so a new term, um, aka model with all seven powers. Uh, <laughs> so nothing triple about it, just she has, all, she has seven powers, or she doesn't. Anyhow, they didn't produce a seven that had triple powers this year. Also CL, the missing model, she's a triple seven. Um, somehow that's all like kind of wrapped up in there. Anyhow, the presentation ends, and um, none other than Lizzie <laughs> pops up out of the bushes. <laughs> and she's literally... 
covered in signs of torture and she is begging Tookie, please, can we go? Like, someone is torturing me. We need to go. And she's, like, frothing at the mouth. And um, finally, Tookie's like, oh, this is serious. Oh, we better go. And then Lizzie runs away. Uh, and But it's sort of implied that, like, their plan to leave, like, is really important and is going to ha- have to happen soon. Or else, like, Lizzie's going to be hurt, even though she's clearly already very hurt. Um, the chapter ends with Wingtip giving Tookie, like, a sweet, albeit brief pep talk, where he, he tells her that she's got a light inside of her that is beautiful, um, that only a few people can see, and uh, and that she is entitled to, to dream, which... Uh, sort of riffs off of something the Belladonna says during her speech, which is that every girl in all of Metopia um, has the potential to become a seven. And now Tookie's like, I've got a dream too. That was excellent. That's Very good summation of yeah. chapters one through six. Okay, so now we're in chapter mm-hmm. seven. Dorothy, wake up. Oh my God, I'm sorry. These coats are cozy. We're on chapter seven which is called <laughs> XO2. Um, and this chapter opens up with a big fight between Creamy and Chris. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure Chucky's sleeping and she just like wakes up in like a super, which has pretty much happened twice already, <laughs> right? Um, so- <laughs> Every night since we've met her. <laughs> um, so I swear to God, if this whole book is a dream at the end, I'm suing Tyra Banks. But she wakes up <laughs> and they're, her parents are screaming. Chris is accusing creamy of cheating because when they were buying the dress i guess she took too long she was literally watching like the whole uh intoxibella reveal but he was mad and assuming (laughs) she was watching it with another man so um there's like (laughs) a lot of domestic violence in this chapter uh so tookie overhears that not only does her father suspect he's not her biological dad but that he's stolen her raggedy toothbrush and he's planning to do a paternity test to see if Tookie is in fact her, her his daughter and he also says that if Tookie mm. is not his daughter he's going to send her to this like to the factories to work like at some point in the beginning like Tookie mm-hmm. I believe sees these kids who are factory workers and like they have like shaved heads and they look dead behind their eyes and like they're just miserable mm-hmm. so she's going to be one of them basically it, Mr. Delacreme also threatens Bellissima, which is funnily enough the, the thing that elicits the biggest <laughs> response from Creamy. Like, Creamy is mm-hmm. way more worried about being accused of cheating than of anything else, including Tookie being sent off. Like, she could not give a shit. There's a lot of wheeling around yeah. in this chapter. A lot of wheeling. It's like, a lot of if you've ever seen the Total Eclipse of the Heart music video, it's like that. Like, Tookie's just, like, spinning <laughs> around this dark mansion. <laughs> Except yes. this how the layout of this house is, like, very, very strange. Like, we find out that it's basically, like, a lobby filled with doors. Because no matter where Tookie is, she's close. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's always, always next to wherever people <laughs> yeah. are talking. And that is always next to the exit. So, it, the layout is suspe- suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> to say the least. So, now, finally, after hearing this, Tookie makes a decision that she is going to escape with Lizzie and in, enact their exodus uh, plan um, now that she's affected. Yeah. <laughs> she's selfish. So she wheels outside. She spins <laughs> all the way from her parents' door where they're fighting to the exit and she paints XO2 onto a tree, which is their code for it's time to split. Um, she packs a bag and she plans to leave the next morning. But uh, when she tries to escape, she's stopped by 
by Creamy and Bellissima, who are in matching, like, jerseys. <laughs> um, and her dad, who's wearing his bloody circus costume from when he had his accident, literally. Mm-hmm. So they force her to come, mm-hmm. and they bring the bag, which they, like, assume is supplies for Miracle. So, like, you're like, oh, shit, like, they're going to find out that it's not that. And then Lizzie, <laughs> Lizzie shows up. Miracle says, there's a dirty girl in our yard. <laughs> and... also brian is there for for why um brian is there they really there's not there's not a person in metopia that wasn't about to catch tookie trying to try to yeah she literally left like at the time they were also supposed to leave for t-dod because she's dumb um so lizzie sees them driving away and she's like screaming the entire time and and tookie's also screaming from within the car like yelling complete sentences at her Mm -hmm. and she clearly can't hear her and nobody says (laughs) says <laughs> anything like they don't tell her to shut up they don't t- nothing no no they're just driving they turn on yes MPR they sure they do they also shove her into the car like a piece of bread is that what it was into the oven <laughs> <laughs> what? yeah they is shove her true? into the into the car like p- uh, bread into an oven or pizza something it's bread it's bread Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so chapter eight is Welcome to Tita. And by this time, me and Brian's eyeballs were like bleeding. Okay, Dorothy, you better appreciate that we read this entire book for you. I actually do appreciate it. So the Greek chorus returns in this chapter and we learn about the plague in like more detail. Like we we learned what it was uh, in the very beginning, but now there's like more detail about how like grim it is and it's for people who mm-hmm. are just so convinced that they should have been picked that they're walking to to model and it's basically like an illness so we arrive at ladorno which is the fancy rich city basic bitches and mm-hmm. need not apply for apartments there <laughs> again nope. everything is done to like make Tookie feel like not not like other girls they're saying that literally every other person there which there's thousands of people is confident except for her which first of all how would you know that second of all impossible tita is also happening yeah. around the world we see tv screens all, all over like a parking lot where are we i actually don't know like they don't describe it it's not a field it's like a like a vast plaza is how is how i pictured it with obelisks yeah maybe? yeah there there are obelisks that's very good <laughs> there are there, there are definitely obelisks wherever they are we find out that they appeared six months ago and people have been doing like religious pilgrimages to them because they just showed up out of nowhere but it's also the first time we're hearing about them which is kind of strange these people will pilgrimage yeah to anywhere it's true <laughs> they really will so the girls are all changing um in a place called the walker's village it's like the olympic village mr delacrum brings his own blow-up tent so nobody can watch miracle change so they opened <laughs> tookie's bag and again the thing that we thought was set up for tension immediately deflates because they're like oh a pillow for bellissima <laughs> and um yeah. any tension uh that was set up in the previous chapter uh, which to be honest was not much anyway sort of goes away Tookie, mm-hmm. in a roundabout way, asks Creamy what will happen to her after that day, alluding to being sent away because she overheard the conversation the other night, which, by the way, they knew she was there. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say that Chris repeats the line, just go for all of us in the last chapter. And mm-hmm. uh, that's like the second callback to that line. So they knew she overheard everything. Mm-hmm. So when Tookie asks Creamy, like, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> 
Creamy's like, I have to, I have to honor my husband's wishes. It was like for the first time in her life. Oh, um, so she basically confirms like, yeah, we're sending you away. She doesn't like reassure her like, of course you're my daughter. I'm so sorry you had to hear. No, that's not how Creamy rolls. So the mm-hmm. smile sucks onto Miracle's mm-hmm. face, and she's described as looking really beautiful. This is a very bizarre Miracle chapter because suddenly she's not like an annoying little sister. She's just like calm and quiet and like nervous and adorable a little bit. Um. So she's described as looking gorgeous. So all the girls want to fight her. Mayor Rump floats down from the air on a harness like pink. And um, Tookie and Miracle have like a tender moment. <laughs> so that's the end. Um, he, he does float down like he pink. He does. That is and true. The, the last words of the chapter is, is like begin or something like that. So we know T-Dot is about to start. Yeah, it's the word that everyone's mm-hmm. ready, to be, ready to hear. They're all ready to begin. And he's like, calling me sugar. <laughs> As he's like whipped up into the sky. Um, so chapter nine is a buzz, and it begins mm. with thousands of girls stampeding, just like we knew it would. <laughs> T dot is described as basically chaos, no set runways. Everyone's just like walking, bumping into each other. Um, girls are literally fighting. The girls are fighting. <laughs> Azealia Banks is in the background. The girls are the like girls are fighting. fighting, like falling into manholes. <laughs> Like, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> Smacking yeah. into man. So he's suddenly jealous that uh, Abigail, who we met in, like, chapter one, I believe, who's a girl who has, like, long armpit hair yeah. that she braids. She's jealous that Abigail is competing. Miracle freezes up, like, when it's her time to walk. Like, she just stands there like a dope. And Tookie is like, Miracle, like, come on, you can do it. Like, she encourages her. And Miracle, like, starts to walk. But then there's music playing. So Miracle, who loves to dance, is, like, starting to shimmy her shoulders. She's getting yelled at by Creamy and Chris. Creamy pinches her (laughs) somehow, despite being, like, many feet away. Ryan Ryan thinks she she might have like extendo arms. We don't know. Um, Theo returns and he's like, good for you because Tookie's not participating. He's like, you're not like other girls. And then he he maladies her with the tip of his fedora. Literally, he has a fedora on. (laughs) Zarpeza is also there with the yellow dress she got from the dumpster. And she notices Theo talking to Tookie and she's like, Theo! And he comes running. And then... Mm -hmm. The scouts descend. Oh my god. I had to sit. I sat in the shower after this chapter. And um, the scouts are interesting because one is a lamppost that turned into a woman. One is a <laughs> literal meteor. And the other one is born out of a car. Like, literally born out of a car. And the, Well, there's also the trash one. Oh, yes. There's a trash one. How could I forget? There is one that is from, like, a shopping cart filled with, like, just garbage. garbage. Um, that one's me and Ryan. And um, yeah, so t- at this point, Tookie and Miracle are on top. Like, not Well, Tookie is on top of the car um, because, like, Creamy and Chris pulled her up so Miracle would have more space to walk. And the the scout is born from the roof of the car. So then they're like, Miracle, get up here. Um, and the scout reaches out and she picks Tookie. Oh, wow. my God. And it's like the big dun, dun, dun mm. moment. Oh, my God. So then we go straight to chapter 10, which is called Boob Big Teak Nation. Um, so Miracle <laughs> tries to snatch. So the, the scout has like a piece of paper, which Ryan pointed out when we talked about this episode that if it's not predetermined, like why is there suddenly like a slip of paper? Like the scout is supposed to be picking someone on the spot, right? But then there's like a list. So right. anyhow. Yeah. 
Also, wait, oh my god, you know what I also, when I was reviewing, the, when the Smize shows up, it, like, addresses, like, to the De La Creme family, it, like, addresses them by name. It's like, hello, De La Creme family. Like, it was sent to them. Yeah. Right? Like, Or maybe so, it recognizes whoever uh, comes in contact with it. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it, like, does, like, a quick, like, look up, and it's, boop, like, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. facial yeah. recognition. Yeah. I, I mean, it could be anything. Who knows? Um, So there might be a reason for the list, though, which I will talk about later. But anyway, mm-hmm. Miracle, mm-hmm. who is back to being an asshole, snatches, tries to snatch the list from the scout. The scout, who's, like, covered in jewels, like, <laughs> she uh, accidentally smacks Miracle with her jewels. And a likely story. <laughs> Creamy is like fucking flipping out at this point. Um she because she's that. like, No, it's the wrong daughter, blah blah blah. Tookie then does something that literally made me break out into hives, which is she claims she has always cared about Model Land, which <gasps> made me yeah. so <laughs> mad because she So mad. She has hinted like once or twice that like maybe it might be something that she likes, but she has never showed anyone, including us. Well, you know why? Because she's like, she's like, no one's even bothered to. Yeah, ask that's exactly me. what she says, which is so annoying because we've been in her head for nine yeah, chapters. She had a moment. She could have written it in Team L Jail, but no. So, so that's not really accurate. But whatever. Um, Chris suddenly loves Tookie because it looks like she's gonna get chosen, and then again. Chris says the line, just go for all mm-hmm. of us. This is the third time he says it. It's a, I feel like this is supposed to land with such an emotional punch. And it's just like, it feels like copy paste. It does mm. not work. <laughs> well, because it doesn't, it only makes sense in this context. Like in the, all the other contexts, like just go for all of us as he's like dismissing her from, I don't know, like drunk acrobat training at night. And like, n- I don't know, like no, nowhere prior does it actually quite semantically makes sense Mm. right so i mean this is sort of the first time i think that it was written to this and then someone was like wouldn't it be so emotional if this is his phrase yeah and it also like i feel like just very quickly if they would have set up their life like their life obviously sucks but like if they would have set up like that they're in a really bad position like their house is about to get taken away or something and like tookie knows that they're suffering like that just go for all of us could take out a different meaning and tookie could have in that Mm -hmm. moment analyzed like i'm so tired of seeing my parents struggle even if they treat me horribly i don't want them to lose their home and be homeless but missed opportunity Mm -hmm. anyway um so despite creamy's threats to the scout because she's like i'm gonna beat the shit out of you tookie is encased in a floating gossamer bag and taken away um so she's up in the sky she's seeing looking in on all these people and skyscrapers totally weird um from way up there she can somehow see lizzie running through the shadows (laughs) oh my god i forgot about this like oh shit right my best friend (laughs) <laughs> and then she curtsies and it's like my bad um, we suddenly hear some banjos and Stone cold emerge Sorry, in boo big teak nation which is basically a giant convenience store world like think a city inside of walmart um mm-hmm. t-dot is still happening there and we meet dylan who based on how tookie describes her is not only hot but like tookie wants to kiss her for sure um Yes. Um, so yes. Dylan is not walking, but she's picked anyway. Um, and yeah, well, Tookie wasn't walking either. She was just right. sitting in a car. So it was a miracle mm-hmm. for that matter. 
So then we're at chapter 11. Dorothy, can you please wake up? We're not doing this for our own health. Shit. Sorry. Um, Chapter 11, yeah. which is Shiraz Shiraz. This is another scouting chapter. Pointless. Um, This time we're in Candle World, which is like Candelabra or whatever. Um, <laughs> The power candelabria the, the pouch gets filled with white goo and it turns out it's wax though that was not my initial thought um <laughs> no. continues to like lack emotion or the ability to react to anything <laughs> but when she does speak every single language uh which you know we talk yeah. about that in the first chapter but we see a lot more of it in the upcoming chapters it's like conveniently mm-hmm. like a, a thing now um so in this uh, world, a dressmaker named Shiraz is picked, and when she when she gets pulled, she's no, she's a delivery oh, girl. Well, oh, is she just a delivery girl? Okay, I I thought she like worked at the dress mm. shop because she, she delivered a dress to somebody, but then she was like delivering mail to. I think I think she's like she's like the USPS. Oh, because of she said that the Kangalong she said Rail. that the dress needed to be steamed, so I figured she worked at like the oh. dress shop. But you're right; it doesn't say she's a dressmaker. Um, she's just delivering it. So um, so Shiraz, no, male she's lady. a male lady. Um, she's picked, and when she gets pulled into the gossamer bag, she's like, "Why are you two uglies in here with me?" And Tookie's like, "Wait a minute, you have a point." And like for the first time, she like she wonders <laughs> yeah. why like three non traditionally beautiful girls have been chosen, even though we don't know the beauty standards of this world. So uh, moving on, yeah. chapter twelve is first princess princess of San Calor. This is another scouting chapter kill me now this time we're in like a giant modern city that's like covered in a protective dome everyone is white has white hair and like pink or red eyes <laughs> tookies who's suddenly duolingo um uh it says that she loves languages like language is her passion loves them. and sh- yeah, she can understand passion. everything that they're saying despite them speaking a different language the people in this city are called calorians and they're supposedly like super smart mm-hmm. so they're having their t-dot which is like basically like like a military drill everyone's dressed in blue and like very organized and there's a prime minister overlooking everything and she's there with her daughter piper and the scout goes to pick piper Piper, Piper. <laughs> but the prime minister is actually pissed she's like no i don't want you to go to yeah. that mindless school and piper is like mm-hmm. nah i want to go so the prime minister yeah. is like cool guards <laughs> and the guards <laughs> and the guards like shoot that w- like yeah they 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 point their guns at the scouts and they like narrowly escape <laughs> the chapter ends with a horrible description of indigenous people and like ex- trying to explain like why they have a dome over them um and also the reason yeah. this chapter is called first princess of sans color is because piper calls herself a princess because she calls her mom a queen because it annoys her whatever yeah it's hard to know if any of this is like useful by the way like dorothy i don't want you to feel too overwhelmed because kind of too late for that we're just kind of giving you the things that we think might be handy but there's just so much more information than even what we're providing so i don't know some of it might come in handy some of it might not but we're just giving you the yeah facts. and do th- with those what you will it's very hard because like you never know in this book when something is important and when something's not important nothing is set up in a way yeah. that we will actually know so anyway um chapter 13 is called the express lane um oh god oh shit so tookie's suddenly on book talk in this chapter because like she knows everything <laughs> about every place they go to and thing they encounter because she's read it in books like we've never been told before yeah. that tookie loves to read but now suddenly because it's convenient she loves it um all the girls enough. confess that their dads have died 
and Tookie gets FOMO and is like, mine too. Uh, and then she's like, he might as well be dead. But it was not written in a way that made it good. So, so they reach, I think it's the gates of Model Land that are on fire, I think. <laughs> And Shiraz and Dylan are like, oh shit, oh shit. Because apparently there's these rumors about girls being sacrificed, right? Piper's mm-hmm. confused because she apparently has never heard about these rumors. <laughs> and then Tookie, oh, Piper. <laughs> again, making me so mad, admits that there were mm-hmm. rumors like that in Peppertown too. But she just never told us because she is the worst. <laughs> so we see like remnants of shoes and clothes to indicate that people have actually been hurt in this like what's called the devil's something the the diabolical (laughs) the devil's something (laughs) the the diabolical that one um so it kind of shows you like oh shit yeah like bad stuff has happened here we meet guru applause um aka guru applesauce because that's what me and ryan both thought it said when we read it (laughs) he calls the girl seamstresses and tookie is like well we're gonna die and why i was like She's like, well, a life of manual labor, time to die. So this is why I thought maybe the list, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Because if they are not actually meant to be Bellas and meant to be seamstresses, it would make sense that their name would be on a list. But when I say the next thing, it doesn't make sense again. Uh, Suddenly a naked figure comes through a wall of black smoke and shoots underwear from her fingers. (laughs) It turns out that the figure is their scout and their scout turns out to be none other than CL, um, who is the missing Intoxabella triple seven goddess. So she calls Piper, um, Shiraz and Dylan, Hendel, Catherine and Woodland. And she's like, oh, my God, so glad you're here. But then when she notices Tookie, she's like, hi uh and you hello i guess the girls are all confusion they're like what applesauce who by the way has a hand for a head yeah is like (laughs) like a hand so it's like a human body arms hands and then his head is a hand he's Mm -hmm. like all right let's go i'm tired i have a hand ache (laughs) (laughs) he really says that and um he does and he's like let's go these are the seamstresses and cl's like no they are not seamstresses they're bellas aka students at Modeland. um there's some like light girl on girl misogyny um tookie is like i only like intoxic the only intoxicella i ever respected was cl because she has a mind and just slam poetry um <laughs> cl makes an offhanded comment about them going through torture tests and then like that's the end of it um so then yeah. they go online to be registered and like they got there early basically they're the first ones there and all the other mm-hmm. girls are starting to arrive now and people are getting online to like go through the gates um so they're online to be registered and Tookie sees Zarpeza and she calls her name and Zarpeza gives her like yeah. a dirty look and then Tookie she is like oh she must have seen me when she was dumpster diving and she's uncomfortable now which is so unhinged of her to think like <laughs> why Super crazy. like she just doesn't like you first of all yeah no that's <laughs> so there's that. this like mosaic face that's letting everybody into model land and it basically like tells uh-huh. you like if you can pass or not and it lets tookie in tookie's like worried that she's not going to be let in which by the way this wasn't played very well for tension she should have been so much more nervous they should have drawn this part out the parts yeah. that they should draw out, they don't. And the parts that they shouldn't, they do. Yeah. It's, like, all backwards. Um, 
Yeah. She yes. gets right in. As it turns out, like, the big thing of the book, like, will Tookie get into Model Land? She's she already, gets she's in like, immediately. She gets right and in. And it's, like, stuttered. Yeah. So it's, like, uh, 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 authenticated. And that's it. Um, <laughs> it talks like yep. Tookie. Like, uh. And then, um, <laughs> and then CL uses her powers to force the mosaic face to authenticate the other three girls so that all of them get yeah. in. She didn't have to do it for Tookie, but she did have to do it for the three girls. So then. Yeah. She, like, overrides the mosaic mm-hmm. face. She, like, puts her tentacle in his ear or mouth or something and so then cl falls into a giant golden hole <laughs> in the ground and she's like i gotta go back to the torture um see ya see you. and that's it oh and tookie like catches a glimpse of Madeline, and she's like it's like nothing i could have like imagined or whatever and <laughs> And that's what's happened so far. That's amazing. You did a great job. I really have to commend you. There was a lot of shit <laughs> yeah. that happened in those chapters, and you you got it all. Yeah, there, there, especially in the last chapter. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like like the like the express lane chapter. Alone. Yeah, I was like, how can I condense this? But thankfully, every time I read, I take notes. So I yeah. had the notes ready. It was just a matter of like Smart typing girl. them, but. That's that's what yeah. you missed on Model Land. <laughs> that, that's what you missed on woo, Model Land. Oh my God, Dorothy. Oh my God, Dorothy's asleep. Dorothy, wish she's up. not getting up. Oh my God, she's not getting up. Wait, hold on, check her pulse. She's not dead, I don't think. But if she is, just in case, we should probably run. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you grab okay. her feet. Oh, she's heavy. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, go. drop her. Oh. Um, should we tell people drop. where to uh, follow us on Line and all that? Oh, yeah. Then we'll get rid of the body. Okay, great. So, <laughs> hi, guys. Um, So, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, our at is CelebBKClub. On Instagram, we are at Celebrity underscore Book Club. And if you right. want to email us, we're at CelebBookClub at gmail.com. And if you want to get in touch with us and send us your thoughts, um, you can go to CelebBookClub.com. There's a contact form on that site. Uh, we also accept messages, voicemails from listeners, uh, which you can leave for us on our Anchor page. So that's going to be on anchor.fm slash celebrity hyphen book club. Just click the little message button. Yes, do that right now. Um, and if you yeah. want to follow me on social media, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And my website is ClarabelleOrtega.com. And my website is ryanlasala.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Ryality, uh, on Instagram at ry underscore la underscore sa, and uh, at, um, at Ryan the Room on TikTok. Yay! Thanks so much for sticking with us. We gotta go get rid of Dorothy, but we'll... <laughs> Dorothy's had one too many, or she's in yeah, a coma. we don't so... know what happened. Maybe she... <laughs> We're gonna go seek medical attention. Yeah, I was gonna say something horrible, but I'm not gonna say it anymore. <laughs> Well, unlike Tookie, our friend is in trouble and we're going to go yeah, do something Yeah, we're not going to wait so until get... our dad's trying to send us off to a factory. <laughs> let's get her back in her treehouse home. Bye. See you next week, hot queens. Bye. My brain is hemorrhaging. <laughs> <laughs>